Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment, as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul, so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Welcome back. This is Kimberly Snyder, your host of Overflow. And I know when you're at work or in life, you know it's important. And I know you know it's important. And it also seems like it's impossible. Well, this is our conversation. Let's get from good to great because we know it's not impossible. When you listen today, I know you will feel empowered empowered to face the brutal facts, share feedback with someone who is not meeting expectations without sugarcoating it, and also know that you are not alone as a leader. Join our conversation today with Dave Oakley, where I hope you'll take some action, even in a pandemic, even in the wake of a pandemic, with more confidence. Using the framework of the good to great Jim Collins work, as well as the lead different from Dave Oakley and our good to great Sherpa, I think he's going to convince you to face the brutal facts and still achieve your dreams, your goals, and all the things that help you live in your overflow. I think it's just like planning a vacation. A year ago, prior to the pandemic, many of us were planning vacation. We had things booked, places and flights booked, and then the global pandemic swallowed us up, flights got canceled. And so when the vacation was put on hold or canceled or postponed, we had to have the fierce resolve and face the brutal facts. And yet I would encourage you, and I would have encouraged you back then, to still take your vacation time. And so maybe it was a pandemic, maybe you experienced a lockdown in your towns and cities and in your homes. When we faced the brutal facts and we knew we needed some self-care or some vacation time, we still found a way. We couldn't get on a flight or we couldn't, you know, book a hotel, but we still found time to create our own mini vacations. It might have been... Um, finding some time in nature and going for a hike. It might have been ordering in a special dinner or creating a special space in your house or a picnic in the backyard, 
whatever it was, we found a way to enjoy our self-care and our vacation, even though we knew the brutal facts of the pandemic. And so this is part two of our conversation, this amazing conversation with Dave, who truly is a proven and successful team builder and leader and a consultant. And I would add, if I'm being honest and truly vulnerable, this tail end of the pandemic has been hard on me. I have definitely been worrying about, well, teams, leaders, the workforce, as well as my kids, my family, our health, and and, and really worried that the pandemic is um, coming to an end and, and, and what does it look like on the bright side. And so when Dave talks about this concept of the Stockdale paradox, where he will encourage us to be optimistic, to be positive about the future, but also have a fierce resolve to deal with the brutal facts. And he would say it's important to have faith, to look up, but also he says our action, our thoughts, our momentum is tethered to reality. Get ready for this week's episode, and I would encourage you, I would love to have your feedback. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're connected with me on Instagram at overflow underscore podcast, I'd love to hear your feedback, your comments, your ideas, or you can leave your comments in the reviews and ratings in the Apple podcast player. I'd be encouraged to hear your thoughts, to hear how this is helping you prevail, but also um, know the reality of the situation and support your team and help your team move from good to great. Because I know it's important and I know you face the brutal facts. It's not impossible. And I know you as a high achiever, you're ready to achieve it. You've got your sleeves rolled up before the episodes even started. So here you go. Here's our episode with Dave Oakley. I hope This is an inspiration to you to keep the momentum rolling, to still reach the goals and the achievements, the accomplishments that you have set your course, even amidst the pandemic and the wave of the pandemic and whatever the future holds next. All right. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Here we go. I was told when I got into the department of the DOD, a DOD business here in San Diego, I was told by many veterans, well, it's DOD, you're going to get B or C players. I'm like, I, I'm not going to do that. And we're tier three to make it worse, right? Oh, you're tier three DOD. Oh, you're going to get C players at, at best. Well, th- thanks for voting. And I left that person out. They didn't get on the bus. I said, no, no, no. We're, we're going to create an exceptional environment here where we draw people in. And we did that. And that was why when people that didn't like this business from uh, afar said, oh, that, that business will never perform. Right. When they came back to give us an award that my team had won, wow. the big critics, this is really funny, big critics hated this site, just said, oh, burp, burp, San Diego's a four-letter word, you know, came back to give us an award and he had spent time on the campus that week. He said, well, you know, your results are really good, but something else happened here. Something that, you there's know. There's a vibe. There's a, there's a vibe here. There's a, 
you know, there's a cultural thing that seemed to happen. And we all laugh and chuckle because uh, obviously you, you don't get it, but you should. You know, that's the real, that's where the real wins happen. And the, the pandemic may not ever be over. Yeah, I, I can't, true. I can't count on that. Mm-hmm. I can't count on that. And what's to say something uh, more exciting isn't on the other side that's going to be twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we should be prepared for them. You're so right. It's funny because I've been sharing the um, Stockdale paradox with friends especially at the beginning of the pandemic where people were saying, Oh, like, like I had said, this could go on till Christmas, like back in March a year ago. And I said, it could go on till Christmas. And Oh no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go on into the summer. Oh no. And then in the summer, Oh no, it wouldn't go past the time. And I remember sharing with friends and um, people as we met, but I never, I don't think I've really reminded the leaders about that. So that's a good reminder that, yeah, it was the optimist that the optimistic people that kept saying, oh, we're going to get out. But then not only did they say, oh, we're going to get out, then they were so disappointed that they didn't. Yeah. And he had yeah. a consistent line of, so he had faith, he had belief that we were going to get through this, yeah. but he didn't kind of invest in the celebration, the anticipation of it's going to be at Christmas or it's going to be at Easter. It's right. going to be, yeah. And so then he yeah. didn't have that giant fluctuation of hope and, yeah. Disappointment. Even more so, the fact that he didn't have that kind of optimism based on other things happening, they went to work saying, we may never get out. What are the things that are really, if we don't ever get out, what are the things we must do to survive, to prevail? So they invented their own little Morse code of how to communicate because the, their captors tried to separate them, isolate them so that they would break down. And they came up with their own code that the that the, the Vietnamese couldn't understand so that they could communicate with one another. They knew the Vietnamese wanted to use them for propaganda. There's a famous story where Stockdale took a chair and beat himself so they couldn't put him on video. So he goes, you're not going to get your way. And so they, they, they viewed these things as we are winning despite being in captivity. They faced the brutal facts, the things they couldn't change to still prevail. So optimism is a form of optimism is important, right? It's for more faith to yeah. get into action. It has to always be tethered to reality. Optimism disconnected from the, the brutal facts or the things that are inconvenient truths. That's where we get into trouble. I, I love optimism. I'm, I, I, it's really what pulls you forward. Mm-hmm. But if you do that and you fail to take reality checks, then you're going to be, uh, you know, uh, borderline delusional, right? To go, oh, well, things are really okay. Exactly. Right? They'll, they'll get better. I hope so. They, they might. But what if they don't? Right? If they don't, how will we win? That's the tether to reality. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find enough really great people. How will you win? Then what? It's a, there's almost this, well, I throw my hands up in the air and it's like, no, the determined, the fierce resolve, you know, Collins uses professional will in that, that combination. I love fierce resolve substituted there because he he talks about that. That is more the, the idea is I will find whatever way we will find whatever way it takes to unlock that door. It's really, really important to that. That is a, if there's one quality that I actually do have that I think fits inside of this, it's uh, 
if you tell me something's impossible and important, I want to sign up. I'm ready to go. Let's go. I love the fact that you think it's impossible, but it's very important to do. Let's go get it. Right? That's so important to have that, get that spirit cultivated inside of a team because people want it. People come in engaged every day. They want to make a difference. Oh. They want to be part of something really, really great. The fact that we're not as engaged is because those people get disengaged, not because we need to like stoke something up. We need to stop disengaging them. So I have Overflow, the podcast, and then I do a workshop with leaders, kind of like a class or a community. It was an eight-week session, and it was called Overflow 911, and it was for real people. And and we every Thursday night we met, um, and there was a kind of a program we went through. But in one of the sessions, we talked about, you know, what's urgent and what's important. And then what's important, but not urgent. Like we, we are drawn to what's important and what's urgent and what's urgent by our standards or by what other people demand of us. And that's not always like, sometimes you have to be in that space, but it's not, it's not a fun place to be in that something's important and urgent. So the question yeah. is, what's important and why, like, let, let's find a way to get our time and energy, you know, our week in that headspace. Many of the leaders that mm-hmm. I spoke to, that's how their feeling is. It's impossible. It's so important, but it feels yeah. impossible. Yeah. I, and I think that's, uh, it's good to acknowledge how difficult it is. And if it's, if you really do accept that it's impossible, then you, then there's a set of decisions you need to make right? Then, then you need to surrender, right? Because mm-hmm. why, why, why pursue something that's impossible that you, you know you can't do, right? right? Yeah, so is the it impossible? Flow, mm-hmm. yeah, it, well, if it's really that important to be done and it could unlock the door, right, then you have to have fierce resolve. And in fact, the more important and the more challenging it is, those are actually the opportunities to create a competitive advantage, to be differentiated. Uh, we used to look at it when we were trying to attack something that everybody struggled with. You can either kind of die on the same hill with your competitors, or you can go, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to find a way to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And often what troubles or stops organizations or teams from accomplishing breakthrough is because when they try something and then it fails, they go, oh, see, we told you it was impossible. Uh, now, the mindset that, that I've been a part of teams that accomplished things that were impossible was we viewed all those mistakes as we already knew going in, we're never going to figure this out the first time. In fact, we'd be scared if we did. Yes. We're going to have defeats all along the way. And the really cool thing we thought of was every setback that we faced is another chance for somebody who tries to follow us to give up. So when we actually get there, all the people who now go, oh my gosh, they've actually accomplished something really cool. If they try to follow us, they're going to give up most of the time. Right. 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 Wow. Yeah. So there, there, there is this, that's the fierce resolve element that you have to cultivate. If you want to have breakthrough, if, if if that's not your mindset, then you need to build a team that has that mindset. You can, mm-hmm. right. You can catalyze them, right. It may not be your personal mindset, but if we're in the business of breakthrough or we have to attack a problem that's seemingly impossible, then we need to get that mindset into our organization to help us. 
Absolutely. And again, comes back to, do we have the right people on the bus? Do we have people who are skilled and do their job well, or do we have people that are loyal, aligned with our values, our mission? Like, yeah. do they have the work ethic to roll up their sleeves and get this done? Or is it someone who just has yeah. a really shiny um, resume and accreditations and all that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and with the right people, like we talked about before, let's assume you can answer that question. Yes, I have all the right people. Am I giving them, are we creating enough bandwidth for them to get their minds around it? Or am I drowning them with all this opportunity so they can't breathe? They, yeah. they can't use their talent uh, to take on the, the big, hairy, audacious obstacle or the big, hairy, audacious goal or the brutal fact, right? If we keep them mired in just the, the, the churn of the day because we're just trying to capture everything that's come our way, then, then we're never going to break the cycle, right? We, that's a leader's job is to go, I need to create the conditions where that bandwidth can be put in play and then capitalize on it by leading with questions, looking for brutal facts, making it safe to talk about the problems, mm-hmm. right? And then hit them head on, right? Those are really, really important things. I, I mean, <laughs> when we connected and I had the, uh, the courage to say, would you have a conversation with me on the podcast? And, and, and you said, yes, I was honestly, even this morning, I, I felt like a rock star was coming to my living room. Like I, <laughs> we're, we're on oh. Zoom miles yeah. away, but I, I was telling yeah. the kids, I was so excited that this rock star, this Sherpa of good to great coming. I'm, I'm, I'm your biggest yeah. fan. Like we're best friends and you oh, don't I even love know that. it. <laughs> I love, well, I love that. It's uh, you know, what's really funny is uh, I was really nervous about this because I'm like, oh gosh, I hope I don't let you down and, and oh, no. not produce no. something that's really, really good here. Uh, because, uh, and it's funny that you say that because you've actually, uh, come on to my LinkedIn feed and make yeah. comments, which is really nice. I love that. It, it does, it does help me go forward, but I've had people that have reached out to me and actually engaged with me that have followed me for seven years. They never liked one of my posts. They never made a comment. And I go, oh. I had no idea you were following me. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, yeah. I said to so Paul, I said, I said, Dave doesn't know this, but we are besties. Like we're going to be besties for a long yeah. time. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as oh, I, I well, I, I told you that as soon as I saw the Sherpa, I was like, that's what I need. That's what I need in my life. And, and I think even today's yeah. conversation reminding us about the who, um, the people, the culture, the flywheel, reminding us to go back to good to great, especially in yeah. the pandemic where I love that analogy where you're like, yeah, maybe we are just kicking the can down the road rather than. Yeah. Let's pick it up. Let's address it. I get it. it. I love that analogy. I get it. It's, it's really hard. I would tell you there, there is a technique, though, to feedback that's really, really vital, right? And, it's, uh, it's, and you got to think about this, right? So if you're going to give me negative feedback, Dave, you're not performing, right? Uh, that's very stressful for you. Well, guess what it is for me? It's pretty stressful, too. You, well, now, all of a sudden, you're calling me into your office. I know it's not it's, fun. It's, no. We're going to. We're going to talk about performance. So we're both kind of lit. We're both kind of in, in a, you know, almost amygdala hijack, right? Yes. We're in this state of, right, fight or flight. In, in this, it, you're nervous. So you want to get this over with and try to make it painless as possible. And, you know, so For you're hyped. Yeah, you're ready to go. Yeah. You, and, and, and so you want to just get that issue out on the table and then, you know, get it over with. That's true. And all of a sudden you hit me with this. And now I'm going, hey, wait a minute. Right. Even if we have a really good rapport and you say, hey, Dave, I want to talk to you about your performance. 
even if we've had a really great relationship, all of a sudden going, uh oh, where's this going? We've never talked like this before. Mm -hmm. Right now, the flip side of that, this is leading with questions. And I'm not saying that this is meant to be trivialize it. But if you can get me to put the issue on the table, right? If you can come and say, Dave, I really want to talk to you about your performance and specifically with how are we handling these quality issues? I may come in, especially if you can stay with questions and go, well, you know, I really feel like we're doing a great job here and here. Man, this part, we're getting killed. We're just not performing. Guess what happened? I just put the issue on the table and now you can go, oh, I've noticed that. Now it's me and you against the problem. Right. Right. It's not me versus you. Right. Now, that's one way that that's the that is the ideal outcome where if the employee puts the issue on the table, then we can both work on it. You can make it very clear that I own it. You never want to yes. take that. Right. It's still important that I leave that session knowing that is a shortfall. I must fix it. And there is a consequence. Right. It doesn't have to sound like that. It has to. I, that's a message I have to get. Right. If you can do it in a productive manner where we avoid me versus you, now we can go. Now the chance of the movie ending well has improved dramatically. Right. If you establish this, even if I want to respond, we're we're at, uh, we're in combat. That's right. We're in combat. And I would say it again takes us back to: Has the leader decided to hire or engage their team? Like think about the who and invest in their people first. Yes. So if yes, they are. Yeah. So if they're invested in the right people who are aligned with our values, then, you know, our company value is integrity or responsibility or, you know, open lines of communication. And so if we're both aligned with those values, then let's have a conversation because we want to see success, help our customer, whatever it is. We're both on the same side. And like you said, you're kind of pointing, we're the employee and the leader on the same side, but you're pointing to the problem. What's my contribution? What's my responsibility? What are the consequences? What can I do to help? And then hopefully both of them are engaged on, we're both want to roll up our sleeves. Like we both want to help and resolve it. Yeah, so that's a a really important way to, to get us on the same page and both aim to the problem. This is a conversation that we're having with let's say that you've already deemed that I'm a right person, I'm in the right seat. That's when this conversation is vital to have, yes. right? And now there are techniques, and I hate—I really, honest to God, I, if you've ever heard of the sandwich technique, this is exactly what not to do. Okay. The sandwich technique. <laughs> yeah. The, are the we going to share it? Okay. Box. This is what not to oh, do. Yeah. Oh my lord! And people still teach it today. I, I re- honestly wish I could stop this train. Let's find out if it's uh, what I teach. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, so the sandwich technique, widely accepted by many who hate performance feedback, is you want to start by buttering me up and telling me something you like about what I do. Okay. Right? And then I get the bad news in the middle. That's sort of the meat of the sandwich. And then the other side, of the, the, the you want to end the meeting with telling me something, Butter. again, positive that I've done. Right? Oh. So you you surround so they, they don't the actually with see the middle because they're all they buttered go, oh, up. I got two out of three. Yeah, I got two out of three. That's really good. That's why I have a little thing to work on, right? And it, maybe that's the if that's the intention of your message, I guess that's okay. 
if this is a real performance issue, that meeting needs to be, this is the issue. Mm-hmm. And I need to come out of that with that appreciation. I also, if we're successful, if you're successful in giving me that feedback and I actually, uh, uh, we made it through alive. And we right? engage, yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And we, we actually get the feedback delivered. You get the d- feedback delivered and I say, yes, I understand and I own that blah, blah, blah. Right. There's another challenge to this conversation is some leaders, because we're hyped, will go through the, uh, the ritual. And if I go into flight mode and I get really silent, I may not have heard much of anything you said. And you might have gotten the whole message out, but if, if you can't, if you don't understand that I got the message, that I, this is a problem, it needs to be fixed, I own it, here's how you are going to support me, right, then, then the communication might not have happened. Mm-hmm. A technique I like to teach people, and that some people reject this, some people use this, is when we leave this meeting, you say, hey, you know, Dave, it's Wednesday, let's, let's follow up on next Monday, and you play back what you heard. Get a little bit of time to think about it. So I write it up. I come back and say, well, here's what I heard, you know, that, that this quality issue is blah, blah, blah. And here's the problems with it. And here's why I own it. And here's what we have to do by when. And here's the support you're going to give me. Right. You see in that playback, one, it's in my hand. So I wrote it or I played it back to you. You know, I understood it. I've actually had people come back and play back a tape that is a mystery to me. I don't know how you got that out of that meeting, right? <laughs> and it's really, that was really more important than me going off and going, well, we had the performance feedback discussion, so I'm going to follow up. For them to come back and go, you know, the sky is orange. Now I'm going, oh my Lord, they completely missed the message. But we, we have to get through that where I can go, yes, you connect the dots. Well, and imagine right? if on Monday... The, the other thing I see leaders doing is they meet on Monday and then the leader just reiterates what they've gone over. Yeah. And so it's yeah, drum, yeah. drum, drum. And the, and the person yeah. is like, but you're yeah. not receiving. Yeah. Did they get it? Yeah. yeah. Did they get yeah, it? Did sure. they attach to it? Are they going to do something about it? Is it important to them? What decisions have they made? So, yeah, you really want the yeah. employee, you want that person to turn, to, to, to show up and say, this is what I understand. I understand these are the consequences. These are the things either I need help with or I need resources or I, whatever it is, but they're coming and yeah. they're speaking the words rather than the leader. She typically, or he like typically has had the experiences, probably knows what the yeah. answers are. And so, and to speed yeah. things up, her inclination is to just, well, let me just reiterate. <laughs> I told yeah. you what the path is. Let me just reiterate it. Yeah. 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 Be, be quick. Don't hurry. Right. This, this is so important to get off on the right foot on this than it is to get through the motions. And that's what we want to do. We're so nervous about it. Right. We want to get that done and move on to the next step. But it's really important to go through this sort of uh, however you do it to make sure that you deliver a message in a productive way, that it's received and owned and that you have agreement going forward. And. Being able to read all of the cues, the, the body language the person has, their tone of voice. Sometimes they'll come back Monday and they'll go, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm not, you know, they'll, they'll have ahead of time to think about it. Yep. That's really important for you to know, to go, oh, Dave thinks I'm the one that just set him up for failure. Mm-hmm. You're trying to fire me, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay, whoa, whoa, Nelly. Okay, 
I, I understand that you're upset. Let's talk about that. Where is that coming from? Well, that's it. That's then not talk. My intention. That's right. Then yeah. lines of communication yeah. are open. And pe- and some people need that. Some people cannot, they don't, for whatever reason, they can't respond in the moment. So they're receiving. But yeah, yeah. let them go home, yeah. sleep it off, work. And then, but at the very least, even if they come back upset or they have a different perception, at least they're able to voice like your office door is open. Let's have that conversation. Yeah. And and maybe there's yeah, something sure. the leader needs to say, yeah, you know what? I I didn't set that up right, or I wish I could have done that better. And but at least yeah, that conversation. I didn't mean to say it that way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I boy, if that's what you heard, that's really not what I intended, right? That's right. I, I, I don't want you to feel like this is one step out the door, but it's really important, right? I mean, what we both said that Dave getting his act together in this area is is vital, right? Is, or is that something that we need to put back on the table? Is that do you, do you now have you thought about it more and feel like that performance is okay or it's not important? Right. Right. It, it's not like there is a color by number straight line and doing this. And that's why to, to, uh, to manage performance for somebody that you say, I'm the right person, in the right seat, I'm right for the bus. I'm in the right seat. You should go to this level of trouble. Now I would tell you, if you already know that this person is the wrong person for the bus, Get them off the bus, right? Share them with your competition is what the WD-40 people say, right? If, if, they, if they don't, it's not a bad thing, right, that you don't fit this tribe. Go find a tribe that you fit. It's not, I'm not, I don't want to ever make this personal. Mm-hmm. It's not about good person, bad person. It, it's not about, the, you know, a like or dislike. It's about fit or not fit, perform or not perform, right? right? Don't be personal about it. And the fit is job fit, role fit, but mainly culture fit. Yeah, you have to have all those things. It's an and. Mm-hmm. If you start taking ors, right, this is another big problem. I may have a rock star who doesn't play well with others. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't belong in your bus. I don't care what the revenue number they bring in is. I don't care how much of a savant they are, unless you can compartmentalize them and they don't pollute your culture, right? That means they need to go to another tribe. Yes. Yeah. Or you're saying culture is optional. Yeah. If if you allow the savant, right, the person who creates fantastic results to leave body bags around and to slay others, then don't talk about unity. Don't talk about trust and all this stuff it's just your punchline right right Right. you're not you're not being serious you are not taking it seriously because dave is a jerk everybody knows it i don't care how much how big the numbers are he puts up with then our culture is we allow jerks to perform Mm -hmm. don't be surprised when that's what everybody thinks it goes you're a phony as a leader you're not you're not walking the top Yes. And, and when people are leaving, when you have that leaky boat and it's regretful that, yeah, I, I regret that yeah. my other good rock stars ha- are leaving and that's because yeah. they've been disrespected or whatever from the top performer. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. So those are, there's, a, there's so many challenges we could talk, we could talk all day. This is, Seriously. You know, we're going to have crazy. a, we're, we're going to have a part two. Well, I love all the yeah. nuggets. I love the reminder. I might put that up in my office. Um, be quick, yeah. but don't hurry. Yeah, yeah, super like that, important. That, yeah, that I think we're gonna have. I'm gonna have to share with some leaders around um, performance yeah. management conversations, hiring. I think that that's a golden nugget. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. 
Yeah, that's John Wooden, by the way, who's a great, a great basketball coach in American uh, college basketball. He he was the most successful coach in uh, NCAA history in any sport, and a very, very humble, humble driven guy. He's very much a level five leader before we knew what that term was. Wow, John Wooden. John Wooden, yeah. Okay. He's a very, very credit. famous in our country. And uh, I, I would tell you, Kim, uh, you know, this has been really fun. So if you want to, if you want to, if you want to inject me periodically and do uh, other topics, this is, uh, I enjoy doing this. It, really? It's, it's I helpful. would love it. I, I, I want to share. I want to, I want to share the insights that I have to the extent that any of them, they're not necessarily my ideas. They're the things that I have uh, acquired that's right. through doing this and screwing it up a lot, but, uh, to the extent that it can help somebody, well, right? Have, oh, I can, I could actually put this into play. I could actually go back and get that book and read it and go, Oh, there's actually something in here I should be using. Right. That's what I want to do. Right. I, I think that bringing this to life and raising the, the game of leadership is really kind of the mantra. It's why, you know, get, get more people to scale the summit, right? That's the Sherpa. I want them to do that safely and in a way that, you know, makes them excited, makes them uh, accomplish something important and what they might have thought was impossible in the past. Well, and what I would that that's that's where I was going. Yes. So what what they thought was impossible. I think that what that leads me to is exactly that point is they at this moment think it's impossible. And so your question earlier was, was it is is it impossible? And if so, what decisions to be made? Or are you saying it's impossible? It's a mindset and we need to face some brutal facts. We need to make some decisions. We need to. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I totally honor that impossible and important and really challenging. Is it impossible? What we can really achieve is, is far greater than what most of us think, right? Mm -hmm. And it really is. uh, I I know again, the pandemic has created a a lot of uh, good reasons for us to feel like we can't achieve everything that we would like to. I, I would tell you uh, my Stockdale moment came early on. I was, I was uh, on pace to have triple my best year, right? This is year three was my supposed to be my breakout. I was going to turn the corner and I was on pace to do triple my best year. And within 48 hours, all of my clients called up and said, can't do it. We're shutting down. And I went from that to zero in 48 hours. Right. And I went through all that cycle, too. And then I had to get on back on the horse and go, well, you know, I, I thought like it, some people, this is a initially this could be 90 to 100 days. And then at that moment, I said, this is probably 15 to 18 months. You did get the, get, get, get you your stock your mind, on. Yep. 18 months. Let, let's just put it way out there. What do I got to do? Wow. What, what do I got to do? I, I can't change this. I, I have no control no. over what's going to happen, and yet I have to prevail. I, I mean, I don't really have much of a choice. Uh, if I just let it happen to me, then I'm in big trouble, right? And so it's by, by what means do I have to solve this riddle? Um, and, uh, you know, it's not, it's not easy, that's for sure. I, I'm still, you know, I, my business is way back to, to that point now, which has just happened, which is crazy to me. But I still think very much about the fact that this is a new reality. And, uh, you know, I'm constantly trying to course correct off of what I uh, what I want to do 
versus what I should do versus what I can do. But I want to keep going forward, ever forward, right? I want to have that mindset. Well, so, so this leads me to my final three questions and then I'll let you go. So one yeah, is, yeah. How, how are you? So I think of overflow as like um, being awesome, achieving our goals, taking care of ourselves in the midst of this pandemic, but also taking time to achieve the things that we still want to achieve. So how are you living in your overflow? Well, yeah, I think, you know, again, I, I go back to, I had to kind of eat a little bit of my own cooking. I had to go back and, and walk yeah. myself yeah. through, uh, how do you, how do you deal with a brutal fact of, yeah. of having all this business go away and the way I had to do things in the past, I love to be engaged, uh, face to face and in person with people. It's, it's one of the things that I feel like I can do better coaching that way. I had to go, well, I have to figure out how to do these things virtually uh, like so many people and, and not give up the quality of, of how to do it. Right. And, and, uh, so, uh, people call it pivoting, what have you. I, I feel like I had to wrestle with an awful lot of that. I'm still figuring a, an awful lot of that out. But I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that I'm still standing because I know a lot of people uh, at this point uh, have, uh, you know, have not been so lucky. So, uh, you know, for me, uh, just getting to this point and still being able to pursue the things I want to pursue, right? Making a difference is... Uh, that's a big win. Yes, it is. That's a big win. What about so, this? What about my, my other question is if you had a 20, if you had advice for a 21 year old, I, if you could go back to your 21 year old self, yeah. whisper in your ear, or if you had a young person in front of you, would you have any well, advice for them? Well, I would tell you, I, I, I was so worried about being good enough and not, you know, feeling like mistakes were a reflection uh, were, were actually the evidence that I wasn't good enough mm. uh, for certain things. I wasn't maybe ready enough. And I would tell, tell that 20-year-old to go, hey, mistakes are part of getting there. Wow. If you're going to achieve anything that is worthwhile, then mistakes and setbacks, they're, they're going to be your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're going to have them along the way. So get comfortable with the fact they're going to be there and take chances. I would also say that that personal hedgehog is something to really, really pursue. Don't pursue things that are not necessarily who you are. You know, you've got to really take stock of what am I really passionate about? What am I wired to do? What are the things I could really do very well? And what creates impact or value? If I answer those three questions and I stay inside those three circles, I have a chance to really uh, fulfill, uh, have a fulfilling life and have the kind of impact that I want. If I, if I try to pursue things, and that was where like a C-level job for me. I'm like, I, that's not my three circles. I, I don't, I mean, if it, if it happens, so if it's great. important, I could, get, I could get drawn into that if it was important. But to go pursue that, 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 that was never something I wanted to do. So if you stay inside those three circles, don't, don't go try to achieve something that's outside of those because you'll, you'll end up fighting your job. You'll end up fighting your pursuits. So. Well, and yeah, not feeling passionate and really... You, you, I think you want to be aligned and, and passionate every day because we do go into work yeah. more than we, yeah. you know, of yeah. our weeks. So your, and, the conditions for flow, that, that zone that you, you talk about overflow, right? The flow yes. is when you're engaged in something that you believe is very difficult or challenging and you are making progress. You, you see success along the way, right? So it's very difficult, but it's important to do. It's not trivial. 
and you see success along the way and you get feedback that you're doing it, that's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something that's really cool and hard and I'm good at it. That draws us forward. Right. Right. And that's perfectly cast. Now, a miscast, a miscast may see everything as very challenging. They may go, oh my gosh, even my best efforts are make this like quicksand. I can't do it very well. And where that fits on the emotional chart, where flow is, that's anxiety. That's another thing to understand for people that we have in the wrong jobs. Most, and they don't raise their hand. Oh, I'm anxious today. Right? Oh, I'm struggling in this job. They, they can't. They're hiding. So if we, if we as leaders have a miscast and we're not dealing with it, inside, there's probably a lot of anxiety going on if they're self-aware. And that's troubling. That's a chance yeah. for burnout. That's a chance to really harm that person. So that's, again, another reason why as leaders, that casting thing is something we have to be very, very dialed into and work on it very quickly. Don't kick the can. Don't defer it. It, don't, it won't get better on its own. That it's person true. is not going to magically change. It's true. Right? The, the phone calls I've gotten lately. It's true. <laughs> it gets worse. The movie gets worse. It, it does. It does. And I love yeah. the, I love the recommendation about the mistakes um, for young people, because we do as young people think, um, well, I've made a mistake. That's wrong. It's, it's, it's a strike yeah. against my you know character, but really that's what life is about. That's the adventure. That's the experience. That's, that's why we need yeah. a Sherpa. There we go. Let's get to the top. I, I, will, well, listen, I will help you thank get there. You. You know what? I really, I really appreciate it. And I will take you up on it because I think we've just like touched the surface of all the things that the hedgehog, the flywheel, the, the mirror in the window. And I think it would be great to, to, to revisit them and kind of go deep and really challenge leaders, like to think about what are they doing and what are they doing? Well, what, you know, what's urgent, what's, what are you thinking is impossible and what are you, what are you doing about it? Don't, don't, uh, Be quick and don't hurry. Thank you, Dave. Thanks so yeah. much. Thanks so much. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Oh. And thank you for your leadership, right, you too? truly. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on this. Uh, I, I would not have done a podcast on my own and you coaxed me out. So I really appreciate that. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.